0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 203. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, team. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. We've got a little part two of what the episode was last week, number 202, when we talked about overnight weight gain, and a lot of that overnight weight gain had to do with water retention. Well, today I want to talk to you more specifically about this water retention and what it's actually doing to your body because tons of people are always asking me, okay, I know I gained weight because of water retention, but like, what does that mean? Why do I have water retention? What is, where is this water in my body? So we're going to talk a little bit in more detail about water retention in your body, all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. So in today's Eagle Eye on Health, I'm actually going to do a little more of an inspirational piece. So as I, as you probably hear in the, in the podcast talk, it says um, Eagle Eye on Health is fitness tips and inspiration. And usually I do tips new and news, but today I'm going to do inspiration because we are just In a place where we need a pick-me-up by all means, and we need to get back on track and inspired to get healthy again. Because honestly, we are living in a time when we feel very out of control because we are, right? We don't have control of the COVID pandemic. We personally, I should say, can't control it. And we can't control what's going on in politics right now, which has really been very stressful for so many people. Now, yes, we can control wearing a mask which I highly recommend I hope you're all wearing your mask because that will help you control some aspects of getting COVID and you also can control voting if you don't like what's going on in politics right now or you do whatever your general you know consensus is I'm not gonna ask and I'm not gonna tell you but you can vote so We want to start taking action, not only by wearing a mask and voting, but also by taking action on our health. Because again, this is a time of stress. There's a lot of roller coaster feelings. There's a lot of highs. There's a lot of lows that we're all feeling. Day to day, we never know where we're at. But a lot of us would agree that we're living in sort of a funk right now. And it's almost like we're just going to wait it out. So a lot of people are just waiting it out, trying to see if all of the stress and the COVID and the politics just go away. But I'm here to tell you that sadly it's going to be a while before these things go away, so I want to empower you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you, the person listening right now. It's like I'm looking you in the eye, all right? I'm talking to you and I want to tell you, it is time to take control of your health of your nutrition, of your exercise. Because when we take our health back, we feel better, depression is alleviated, our body gets stronger, and guess what? That is essential to handle the stress that's going on in our life right now. So please promise me, you, the person listening, looking at you right now, I know you're listening, you do not wait until 2021 to get your health on track. Do not be that person right now because you might be up another 10 pounds. Maybe you've already put the COVID-10 on or the COVID-15. Well, you could put on another 10 pounds between now and the new year if you continue to throw caution to the wind when it comes to your health right now. And all you have to do are take small steps. Don't do something big and extreme because that you're going to fail at. You can't do extreme things. So today, take a small step towards doing something healthier. If you're a soda drinker, start cutting back. If you are someone who's been having dessert every single night and every single day, start cutting back. Put a little plan together on a piece of paper. I commit to only having three to five sweet treats this week. That's if you've already been having 10, right? So cut it down, whatever it is, make one small step each week, one nutrition step and one fitness step. So if you haven't been working out much, I'm going to work out two to three times this week, or I'm going to work out four to five times if you've only been working out two. But again, take a couple small steps, take action on your health, because that is going to make a difference. Let's go into 2021 feeling better instead of waiting for some miraculous change to happen. That's how we're going to take control. I know we can do it. The holiday challenge is in December. That's designed to definitely help you with this as well. We will be taking our health back as a team in December. Um, I'll talk about that more later. But again, I just want to inspire you right now that you can do this. You can feel better. And you are the only one who can take action. So go ahead and do that today. Okay, talking today about water retention. So again, it's kind of like a part two. If you missed the episode uh, 202 about weight gain overnight, I highly recommend you go back and check that out. But today is that part two where we're talking about the water retention in particular. Let's face it, water retention causing weight gain, it's... It's no fun, right? No one ever likes to see the scale go up, especially if you've been pretty on track with nutrition and workouts, and then the scale goes up, and you're like, what happened? Um, This is basically what we're going to talk about. The chronic water retention and edema that some people get, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about more of the acute Weight gain water retention, not the major edema and swelling of the ankles, and more of an illness issue. That's a completely separate podcast, all right? But again, I just want to give you more information because so many people ask me, Well, what exactly is that water retention, right? So, water retention, just so you know. Is very uncomfortable for most people because you probably have the rings that are really tight I mean I always know if I have water retention just because I can't move my rings on my fingers at all like you can see the indentation on your finger from your ring that's how you know you have some water retention. and again it's water weight it's not fat like some people are so concerned that they gained three pounds of fat overnight that is basically impossible it's it's generally just water now water weight is when fluid is actually collecting in your tissues it causes them to swell and it can make you feel pretty uncomfortable water weight is where the body retains fluid that would normally go to the kidneys Instead of peeing out the extra fluid, however, your body is basically storing it between your organs and your skin. And again, it's uncomfortable, but guess what? It's temporary and it doesn't mean you gained actual weight. It doesn't mean you gained fat. Simply knowing that water weight will go away on its own, it doesn't make you feel better necessarily, but it can actually help you if you are on a weight loss journey because you won't give up and most people give up on that weight loss journey when they see the scale go the wrong way one day and they just say, well, then this isn't worth it, and they throw in the towel and then they eat God knows what and they're up five pounds the next day and now we're talking more than water weight because they ate a lot of bad food. Now, what exactly causes water weight? Well, salt and carbs are definitely A culprit of of what can cause it. One of the most common causes that we talk about all the time is too much salt in your diet. What happens is the sodium that you're taking in is binding with water and it keeps it trapped in the body. So the higher the sodium diet that you have, generally the more fluid retention that you're also going to have. Now, carbohydrates can also have an impact on fluid retention, specifically. Specifically, if you start adding them back in after a period of strictly restricting them. Meaning, if you go on one of those fad diets and have no carbs or very, very low carbs and then... You can't sustain that because nobody can. Don't feel bad. Don't feel like a failure. Fad diets don't work because they're not sustainable. So if you go on one of those diets and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. And then you eat carbohydrates after not having them for kind of a while. Guess what's going to happen? You are going to see an increase in water weight. So... The carbohydrates that we don't use right away for energy that we store are stored as glycogen. And unfortunately, glycogen pulls in water, so the more glycogen we're storing, the more water we are taking in. And if you've been on a restrictive diet, you will generally see that as soon as you have some carbohydrates, you blow up. Now, you might be like, oh, I must be allergic or have a sensitivity to carbohydrates. Probably not. It's just that you did this drastic no carbs to carbs, and it's the body's way of like trying to harmonize and equalize, and so it it has to get used to carbohydrates again. So I always say, you guys, don't do the fad diets because it honestly, it takes so long to get your body back on track when you do those extreme things. And unfortunately, with carbohydrates, you will likely see some form of water retention after you do one of those extreme no-carb type diets. Now, another reason that you might see water retention for the ladies would be your menstrual cycle. Women retain water the week before their period, and this is because of hormones, all totally normal. Now, fluid retention might reach its peak the first day you actually get your period. Um, and that's really different for so many people. So I know people who don't gain any weight before their period. I know people who gain a ton of weight and water weight, I'm talking, before their period. And I know some people who it's just sort of in the middle and it just depends on the month. Now, with this type of fluid retention that you get, around your cycle usually you'll get that breast tenderness you'll get bloated feeling in your stomach Um, some people even get swelling in their face and their legs and their arms but that would be more on the extreme side I have seen clients gain anywhere from one pound with their period up to five pounds when they're about to get their period it is just dependent on you I highly recommend that you chart your period the very reason of if you're trying to lose weight, if you see that three to five pound increase that happened for no reason, then you check to see where you are in your menstrual cycle because often when you're about to get your period, you're going to see that. And so I want you to be able to say, oh, yes, my weight is up, but it's normal because I'm about to get my period. The other time during a menstrual cycle um, or during the 30 days that you have, you don't have your period, but what I'm getting at is the other time that you could see water attention is when you ovulate. So anywhere from that 12 to 14 days into your cycle, a lot of women will see about a pound or two of weight gain water attention with ovulation. So again, it's another great reason chart Your menstrual cycle so that you know when you're ovulating approximately when you're about to get your period so that if weight does change and we all pretty much know when we're about to get our period I don't know about you but um my attitude alone (laughs) shows it but you know it's good to know when you're gonna get it and it's good to know if that's the cause of a little bit of water retention. Now, this is an obvious one, but I just kind of have to throw it out there. Another reason you might see water retention is pregnancy. When you're pregnant, you gain a lot. Of water weight especially as you get closer to your due date so that's when you start to see pregnant people with their hands and their feet and their ankles super swollen Um, hormones are usually mostly to blame but the growing baby also does put strain on your blood vessels so it is an obvious one but you do gain water weight with pregnancy it's a reason why a lot of people once they have the baby lose like 20 pounds within the first few days. The baby wasn't 20 pounds, but you were retaining so much water in your body, and that shifts as soon as you have the baby. Although some people, it does take a little bit longer. Now, this is another important one that some people realize and some people have no idea. Another reason you might have water retention is if you are on the birth control pill, all right? Just like there's a connection with pregnancy and your menstrual cycle with water attention, hormonal birth control pills can also cause water weight gain. Basically, the estrogen and the progestin in the birth control pills are the reason for this, and usually the water weight, it's not major, but it can be anywhere from three to five pounds. What I have found in my clients, uh, even myself when I was on the pill long, long ago, is that five pounds is what I generally see for people who are on the pill. Five pounds that we cannot get off. And I am not telling anyone to go off the pill to lose five pounds because I can't promise you that that's why you're five pounds overweight or why you struggle to get those five pounds off. I can only tell you that it's very common and then I've seen clients go off the pill and once their body regulates, which takes many, many, many months, all of a sudden that weight comes off. So It's a hormone you're putting into your body every single day. It's sort of going against what the body wants to do and what you're going to get with it because nothing comes for free, right, is unfortunately some water retention. So I always tell people, if you have to be on the pill, you have to be on the pill. But if you don't have to be, I personally think it's not the best form of contraception for a woman because there is just too much going on in your body and taking hormones on top of what your body wants to do is really tough. But that is a whole separate podcast episode in itself. (laughs) And again, I'm not telling you to go off the pill. I don't want to hear that everybody got pregnant after Kim's episode with water retention because they all went off the pill to lose five pounds. Always talk to your doctor before you change any medication, including birth control pills. Now, another reason that you could see water attention, although this is much more rare, is cortisol. Cortisol, we've talked about it before. It's that stress hormone that happens that you get the release when you're under stress. It's involved in keeping blood sugar levels stable, balancing metabolism, reducing inflammation. And they say, honestly, that it even is involved in forming memories. I have to think there's like a stress reason for that so that you remember something stressful. So maybe it doesn't happen again. Not sure on that one. That was the first time I'd heard that. But water retention as a result of elevated cortisol levels is really not common, but it can happen. But it's not probably because you've had a stressful day that you would see like weight gain the next day from water retention. It, it would have to be like the most stressful day of your life like something really extreme terrible happened. Um, Cushing syndrome, for instance, that could cause water retention. This is when tumors on the pituitary or the adrenal glands release too much cortisol in the blood. That's more likely the cortisol that they're talking about causing water retention versus just having a stressful day. So it's, it's hard to even include that one in there, but it does technically cause water retention. Now, this one you've probably heard before, that you can get water retention when you travel, and that's really because people sit for long periods of time. So think about it. You get on a cross-country flight. You're going to be sitting on that plane for anywhere from three to five hours. Some people don't stand up at all. When you are sitting for that long, your muscles contract literally from sitting for too long. Like they're in like a state of contraction and your feet and your legs can definitely swell in response to the fluids pooling there in the feet and the legs. So they do recommend you get up and walk around on those long flights. That's definitely going to help you. But often when I get off a flight, like if I just like like flex my hands that open and close you can just feel that tightness and puffiness in your body so hydrating definitely helps but you should know that if you come back from a trip or you go on a trip that you might have a bit of water retention weight gain right after another reason is medications certain medications can cause you to retain fluid These could be medications for high blood pressure like calcium channel blockers, corticosteroids, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So NSAIDs definitely can. Some diabetes drugs as well. So you should know that because if you're taking any medication, it might be causing some kind of fluid retention in your body. Now, if you're just taking medication for an acute problem and you're going to be going off that medication pretty quickly, I don't think you should sweat it. I think you should realize that, oh, my weight's up a few pounds, but I am on medication right now. It's probably from that. And then you can dismiss any concern. If you're on medication for a chronic problem and you're going to be on it forever or for a year, whatever the doctor is recommending, and it's causing some kind of water retention that is an uncomfortable amount for you you should talk to your doctor. There might be a different medication option. Um, They should know how it is reacting with your body as well. I always tell people, if you don't have to take a medication forever, that's ideal. But that's not an option for everybody, depending on the illness. But you should always ask your doctor, how long do you want me to be on this medication? Or what is the plan for me to wean off it at some point? It's always good. Like some people go on antidepressants and I'll talk to my clients and say, well, how long have you been on it and do you still need it? And sometimes they're like, God, I've been on it for years. I don't, I don't really know. Always talk to your doctor when you go on any medication to see what the plan is, because hopefully you don't have to make, take medication for your, the rest of your life. Um, especially antidepressants. Sometimes they get you through a very stressful period, but then you can wean off them. again, Never go off these medications without talking to your doctor first because there are often ways that you have to go off them, like slowly and weaning off, or your doctor might think that you're not ready for it. So never change your medication without discussing it with your doctor, but always talk to your doctor and question them so that you have a plan of attack. Moving on, another reason that you might have water retention is simply pour circulation so our circulatory system unfortunately becomes weaker as we get older or sometimes as the result of a serious condition even like heart failure which is more common as we age now the valves in the veins of our legs which are supposed to keep blood flowing and flowing to the heart right These veins collapse a little as we age. That's probably just a little bit of a gravity age issue, right? So the blood pools in the lower extremities and causes fluid retention more often as we age. Not to everyone, to some people more than others, but poor circulation can definitely be a reason for water retention. Now, what can you do to avoid This water retention, right, this acute water retention, this kind of water retention where you got on the scale, like we said in last week's episode, you got on the scale, you gained three pounds overnight. Like, how can we avoid that? Or some people who do just feel like you're constantly with the tight rings, like every day you're noticing there's like a puffiness. The best thing you can do, as I tell you and all my clients, you've got to avoid super salty foods. All right, And a lot of people will say to me, but I don't even add salt. Like I don't ever use the salt shaker with my food. Guess what? It's not even so much the salt that people are adding as much as it is the foods they're eating. So processed foods, oh, they are the highest in sodium. They contribute to about 75% of our salt intake. Processed foods, right? So you really have to limit and reduce processed foods as much as you can all of your processed, your packaged foods anything that comes in a can anything they want to have a long shelf life basically they are loaded in sodium so you gotta avoid super salty food when you can cook from scratch because that's the best way to ensure you're not taking in a lot of extra salt and sodium in your food. Cook for yourself. I have to say it over and over to my clients. You need to cook for yourself. You need to eat out less. You need to order in less. And unfortunately, everyone, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but a lot of those companies where they send you the box of food and and it makes it so easy for you and I'm not going to name names of companies but they send you everything you need for your meal and then you cook it and put it together unfortunately most of those are loaded in sodium that's how they make it flavorful unfortunately I guess I'm not quite sure why they have to be so high in sodium but you have to be cautious of even those. so Go to the market and pick your own produce and pick your own organic meats and make your own food. And I promise you, you're going to have less water retention right there. Now, I did a whole episode, a whole podcast, episode number 45 about sodium and which kinds of foods are the highest sodium. I also did um, an ETB TV and talk about the different foods with really high sodium. So in the show notes, I will include the links to that if you missed it and you just want to know exactly which foods have the highest sodium quantities, okay? Another thing you can do to help that water retention is you need to drink more water. And you might think that putting more water into your body would mean more water weight, right? But it's actually the opposite that's true. If your body is dehydrated for water, that means it's going to hold on to all the water that it does have for survival. So if you're retaining water, you actually want to get in as much hydration from water as you can, especially if you also have been eating salty food, okay? So that's something to think about. The more salty food you eat, the more water you want to take in. It's kind of going to flush out your system. Exercising regularly can also help with fluid retention. Physical activity is basically a huge key to water weight. Not only will the sweat help you, literally you're sweating out that excess fluid, but it also is going to make you thirsty, which makes you drink more water. So it's a nice cycle that exercise creates. You want to be working out, moving around. It helps the body definitely release some of that puffiness, Uh, If you are driving in the car for long distances, or as we said, even those long plane rides, get out, stretch, walk around a little bit, because that is also going to make a difference in that water retention. But regular exercise, it's so, so important, and it will make you feel better if you wake up on those mornings where you did have a little too much sodium the night before. It'll help start flushing things out. Now, also not just drinking water, but eating hydrating foods can help. Um, Foods like basically your watermelons, your strawberries, your cantaloupes. There are certain fruits that are a little higher in water content. Cucumbers is another one. You can take in more of those hydrating type foods and all it's doing is the same as the water, right? It's taking in more fluids so it's helping you hydrate the body and it just becomes the most efficient way to then let go of some of that water retention eating potassium rich foods like tomatoes and sweet potatoes that can also help get rid of some excess salt but I'm gonna tell you right now if you go to Mexican food don't try to make up for it with like you know a bucket of tomatoes and sweet potatoes the next morning It's it's not gonna help that much all right the best thing that you can possibly do is simply reduce the amount of sodium you take in versus just fixing it, the quick fix with tomatoes and sweet potatoes, I don't think you're gonna actually see that much of a change. Now, when do you need to see a doctor? Because we're talking mostly about that acute water retention. Nothing is wrong here. This is because you did one of those things we just talked about. You know, you had too much salty food, you went out to eat, you were dehydrated, you were traveling. Those are acute things That's all gonna go away in a day or two. But when should you see a doctor? Water weight is rarely a cause for uh, seeing a doctor. It's rarely due to a medical condition. Although in some cases, it can be a symptom of something more serious. So it is something that you want to always think about. Severe or serious water retention may include uh, a real tight appearance in your skin. Like literally you can feel your skin feels really tight. Um, Skin that dimples when it's pressed. So you've got that sort of pitted edema it's called. If you were to push your finger into your ankle, it kind of holds that that imprint for a little while. So that's another sign of, of more of a serious water retention. Fluid retention that occurs with coughing and shortness of breath, especially when you're lying down, could be a sign of fluid in the lungs. It could be a sign of some kind of heart failure. And those things do require urgent medical attention. Even if the water retention is not that severe, it's always best to consult with your doctor if you're concerned or it's a new symptom or it's something that's happening regularly for you. Never be afraid to see the doctor. I am such a proponent of go see the doctor, get a proper diagnosis, and then we can figure out, you know, how to treat it. Um, Hopefully not with medication. Hopefully we can get that diagnosis and treat it with nutrition. With my background in Eastern medicine and my graduate degree in Eastern medicine, I have to tell you, we treated more problems than not with nutrition. Because... Food is your medicine. So for a lot of people who do have some kind of more severe water retention, I feel like if they got their nutrition in control and really took action on making it balanced, it would help a lot in their body now they still might have to go on some kind of medication if they're at a severe level of that water retention but changing your nutrition it is one of the best things that you can do for so many illnesses out there now changing your nutrition doesn't mean it's going to cure an illness but it is going to help your body deal with a lot of illnesses and make you feel better So that's really everything. Now you know exactly what that water retention is. It's that fluid sitting in the tissue. You know why it's there. You know not to freak out about it if you're up on the scale one day and you've been on track, but you did have Mexican food last night. Um, You'll keep going with your weight loss journey. You'll keep eating healthy. You're not going to throw in the towel and you know what to do to to help it. You know, you're going to hydrate. You're going to exercise. You're going to sweat it out. It's not a big deal, but I know it is a big deal when you're trying to lose weight because it can be very discouraging at times. But now you know what it is and you're not going to be discouraged, right? Okay, so what do we have coming up? We have the Holiday Challenge in December. I'm super excited for it this year. I'm always excited about it because we get so many people in the Holiday Challenge and the goal is to not gain weight through the holidays. But we are changing it up this year because this is not a normal year. (laughs) And the last thing that we need is more stress and getting on a scale during the holiday time could be more stress. So let me just tell you, it's gonna be different this year. We are going to come Conquer, we are going to adapt. We are going to come together. And the holiday challenge is open to anyone around the world. It's a two-week challenge. Go to earnthatbody.com forward slash holiday 2020. EarnThatbody.com forward slash holiday 2020. And you can get all the details and you can go ahead and get registered. It's in December. It's a two-week challenge and it includes an awesome two-week fitness build program. So we are going to sweat it out together as well. We're going to do everything we can to burn a few extra calories so we don't gain weight over the holidays. And yet we are going to do it in a way that is not stressful so you can still enjoy the holidays because we just had too much stress this year to not enjoy our holiday season. And that is everything, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. As I always say, I don't do any kind of ads because those are so annoying. I have never been more annoyed than when I'm forwarding, forwarding, forwarding a podcast for 10 minutes to get through all their ads. I don't do ads because the Earn That Body Podcast is my way of giving back to the community. I just wanna pay health forward and help as many people as possible be the healthiest they can be. A great way to thank me if you love the podcast is simply give me a review on iTunes or even on your podcast app. You can give a review for the Earn That Body podcast. It is so appreciated. And also, if you give an episode a share on your social media, if you love the episode today or an episode coming up, give it a share. Spread the word about Earn That Body. And thank you so much for being an Earn That Body podcast listener. See you next week, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.